0: Hello and welcome to The Double Life. I'm John Boozdar and this week we head to Anaheim, California and sit down with the band Film Speed. We discuss the process of creating groundbreaking music and the amazing shows and albums that come with redefining your sound. Enjoy an inside look at the devotion and hard work that comes with pursuing a life of music.
1: Craig, um, I'm, I'm a singing and I'm guitar playing in Film Speed. I'm Nick. I'm the
2: bassist and I do the backup vocals in Film Speed.
3: I'm Oliver
2: and I'm the drummer and
3: I also sing in Film Speed. <laughs> it seems
1: like we were confessing things.
3: To yeah, you. I know. <laughs> I'm Oliver. I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic. Nice. <laughs> That's why we're
1: here. We yeah, love yeah,
0: you. Yeah. We love you. Awesome. Nice. And then. Uh... Where you guys all grew up together in the same area, are you guys from, uh, are you guys local Orange County, Fullerton area for the most part?
2: I mean, now, we, now we're now we in Orange <laughs> County, but uh, Craig and I grew up in a little small town in Michigan called Redford Township. We started doing music together way, way back when.
1: <laughs> way back when. Yeah. Like, like way back 20, when we lived in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. 20, so, yeah. I think we've so... been out here for 15, 16. Yeah. And then Oliver has been four years now. Yeah, almost four. Just over four, actually, I think.
4: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: This is like the most complete version of this band that we've had, too. Because um, with Nick and I, we came out to California for music. So we, um, <laughs> we've done a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we did some things. And, and worked with people and stopped working with each other and, and got back together and a um, whole bunch of madness.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean that seems like a cool, uh, cool little story. Why, uh, why California? I guess, and why did you want to move down here? And then what were your initial plans and kind of aspirations of moving down here and pursuing music?
2: The biggest thing is Michigan is all about hardcore or rap.
0: Uh, Okay. Jazz
1: has a great, great
2: jazz scene too.
1: Yeah, we're not jazz.
2: We're
1: not rap. Not
4: hardcore.
1: No, it it seemed like uh, if we were going to play original rock and roll, we were um, confined to the local bars, you know, unless you unless you conform to a um, a certain you know scene and chase that down. We became death metal and just did really well in Detroit. But the sea of people—that was the biggest thing. I just wanted to go into the giant sea of people. And start just being loud and it was either new york or southern california and snow is optional
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> if you can uh the first spot we went to was long beach that way we could operate in both la and orange county so it was all pretty strategic um i'm i'm sure at least one of the four dudes in the van was like i'm going to be a surfer you know um, <laughs> But for the most part, it, w- it was for a mission. We were on a mission, so the aspirations and goals were just find what's happening locally and just start chewing on it as as hard as you can.
0: Nice. And how did that look initially? Was it a <laughs> a rough start, or was it kind of you know easier than you expected? Um, a little of
1: both, actually. A little of both. And um, first it was just finding where you belong slash fit in slash what vibes with you know what you're doing. We came out and we started doing pop punk. It was easy, it was accessible. Um, we were in that age range. Um, uh, the tight pants fit, <laughs> the guy liner looks good. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it was a market we could take
2: over. So we were able to like really just infiltrate and push ourselves onto everyone pretty easily. And we came into Southern California right at the tail end of like live music and all age venues still being alive and being really popular. That's one thing that panned out for us back in the pop punk
1: days, at least. Yeah, all ages are really uh, specific demographic. Right. I mean, you're... 18 uh, to 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, I mean, 16 to 21. Yeah, 16 to 21. As far yeah. as like merch goes and kids yeah, that yeah. can actually get into shows and stuff. Right. Hmm. You know, so we, we really had a calculated effort to find the audience and do exactly <laughs> what they wanted us to do um and within i don't know three ish years of moving here uh we were packing 300 kids on a wednesday um just just a highly calculated effort um we all had the same color hair you know on purpose yeah match matching colors all, <laughs> all the time instruments and clothes and um, hair. <laughs> a giant, giant cargo van with the logo on it that was driven around the hometown that we all worked at you know we, we really uh guerrilla warfare
0: if you will i showed yeah. up
2: early
1: and stayed late and yeah became
2: friends with like all these people so they kept coming out to our shows nice now it's a ghost
4: town. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs>
3: 15 years ago man.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah wow
3: the mid-2000s yeah.
0: dang that's crazy did it uh i don't know i would imagine that would also be i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but like to kind of write music and create music with those sort of you know, underlying themes of trying to kind of appeal to that audience or whatever? Did it make it easier as far as like, oh, I'm gonna this is who we're gonna make it for, this is the kind of sound we want, and there was, I guess, a less leeway to kind of be creative with it in a way, or was it harder because you did have those restrictions?
2: I think what it definitely did was we wrote music for pop punk and pop punk's sake, we knew that we could do it, but like what ended up happening and transitioning that band into the kind of band that we are now is that we none of us love that music.
4: (laughs) It was just like
2: here's some music we can write and we know it's catchy and we know it like rings to the demographic we're in, but like we want to play rock and roll. We don't want to play pop on for warp tour the rest of our lives. Mm. And that's when we kind of (laughs) switched over to like a more rock, like pop rock style before we even got to the heavier stuff we're at
1: today yeah and don't get me wrong like uh i love catchy songs and that's really what pop punk is all about i mean pop is the the, i'm i'm the youngest in the band and i
3: wasn't in their pop punk band but if i were back then 15 years ago we'd still be at pop punk (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't have let them change (laughs) because i'm still a massive pop punk fan but yeah
1: there's still a great market for it too there's still a great market but i mean uh i don't know Right here today, if I'm playing the song Miss Forever Tragic, which is a title of one of the songs that we wrote at that time, it doesn't feel as good live. Yeah. I don't know. If I'm playing Making know. a Scene of a Scene, which is a title of a song. Yeah. <laughs> and don't so be we, wrong, we, we really did it up. You know, it was half black, half white. I, I, was playing, I was playing a half black, half white flying V while also manning two keyboards, a synthesizer on top, and a seventy-two uh key piano on the bottom. It was over the top. And that wow. was the was whole point. Oh, but that son. was the times, man. It was yeah, like 2006. <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it was more about um it was more about brand identity than it actually was composition of music.
0: Sure. That's crazy. So yeah, just rewarding
1: in a different way, I guess.
0: Right. No, it's <laughs> what do you uh when you talk about pop punk, are we talking like all time low kind of thing or are we talking when i think of pop punk or at least the pop punk yeah. that i appreciate i always think of you know like brand new and taking back sunday and that whole group of people which i don't even know if that would be
4: hey, <laughs> That's
3: I,
1: like emo I, pop <clears throat> punk emo, oh,
0: okay emo. there you go yeah yeah
1: i guess this the style of sound would probably be closer green day-ish Out boy all time low
4: mm, okay
1: where it yeah more centered in punk loud uh, uh we still have you know halftime epic anthems but yeah. not as much as the you know to to yeah, yeah. yeah. got to to yeah backing tracks <laughs> and backing tracks and the whole thing yeah sure <laughs>
0: what did that um you know when you decided that that wasn't for you anymore and you wanted to transition into making more of the type of music that you guys actually you know Wanted to make and really loved. What did that look like, and how did uh, you know, how did your fans respond? Because you were building an audience and actually doing a, you know, a good job of branding and conscious effort to create that audience, and then all of a sudden being like, hey, you know what, we're gonna, you know, just switch things up. Uh, yeah, did- no
1: one got the memo. They didn't.
0: Like- oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no one got the memo. Um, we- because we did- changed band names too and aesthetic um we actually all the social media that we had built up um we like <laughs> we did a transition thing where we changed the audio players to like backwards noises and shit and we put everything in like gloomy colors and said you know this band is dead and everyone's like what's going on and then we switched everything no one got the memo wow yeah first show back was at chain
2: as a new band and i remember like most of the people were just like <laughs> they're just, stay there, like we gonna play. Uh, we gonna play. Uh, Stop me at two. Yeah,
1: man. Like, I mean, we're not. <laughs> I mean, they're showing up. They're showing up with eyeliner of their own uh, that mimics our eyeliner and such. And uh, like, yeah, I'm I'm wearing a tie now.
4: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> shirt off. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was uh, fun to say the very least because I think the the three of us at that time had already totally resigned. To what that was, what it like, what it is, was, and probably will be. And then uh, we had worked so hard on what we were doing. <laughs> hey, we're like, we had a whole other album ready. Yeah, twelve tracks ready to go. Yeah, yeah. it was the first. So we, we, played, we, played. we played a whole album of
2: music that people didn't even know about. Really, <laughs> some, <laughs> yeah. some people that thought we were like another
4: band. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, also, if if we could, uh, I'll highlight where like the three of us were as people as bandmates like sure we moved out from michigan together and we're stuck in vans together for a few years and then by the end of that um we're living in someone's driveway in a camper because we had no place to stay when we got back There was no there was no forethought there was no planning there was no label it was just three kids versus whatever was bound to happen so when when all of us decided to actually make music again and get together, it, was, it didn't really matter to us what the reaction was, and uh, hopefully the right people will eventually get the joke.
0: Got it. Wow. <laughs> Dang. So I'm curious too. Is um, so Oliver during that period of time when they were doing all that? What were what were you up to?
3: Well, that was 15 years ago. So I was in you know middle school and high school. So <laughs> guess, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. 20, well, I graduated in 2010. So yeah, I graduated high school in 2010, and yeah, I don't know. I um, I like I said, I I am I am still the biggest pop punk band uh, fan in the band.
4: Um,
3: so you know, I still listen to all that stuff and love it, and still try and inject as much of it as possible into Film Speed. But uh, we're well, pentatonic now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah guys just go halftime just go, totally half-time. Yeah. Just go halftime it'll be easy <laughs> it'll be awesome uh no but i don't know I, yeah i graduated high school i went to ucla um and uh played in a, actually yeah i played in another band called the end of summer that's no longer a band but uh yeah i met my bandmates for that band in my very first day of college on in my very first class so that's a fun little story yeah those those eventual bandmates I met on my first day of college. What class? Uh, music theory, like the introductory music theory class. I was a jazz major. So mm. uh, I studied jazz in college. I still love jazz. And like a lot of my drumming is like super jazz-like. But, uh, and um, yeah, I don't know. I met those dudes and we started a band and we played together for, yeah, like all four years of college basically. And uh, when we graduated, we kept going for like a couple more years. And then, I don't know, just drifted because bands break up like you know just bands break up and then uh after that band broke up i met these guys on facebook just <laughs> answered an ad they were doing a drummer search and yeah. and tap the rockies we're drinking coors light uh <laughs> and tapped those rockies and hit them up on facebook and the rest is history pretty much
0: nice huh yeah that's kind of cool it's yeah. <laughs> a so really like interesting way of uh all right i'm getting the whole band together was it an initial period of uh all right, now back to when you guys were looking for a drummer. How does that whole you know process go? <laughs> not is it tough? Good. <laughs> yeah, okay. it is
4: not
1: good. Um, there, uh, here's the thing: SoCal is full of incredible talents. Everyone seems to be really good at something, something. <laughs> and everyone has been in a band or plays, knows someone that plays, knows a band and um uh, right off the bat if if it doesn't click personally it probably is not going to ever work musically yeah that's definitely true that's that's immediate number one can can we uh can we even communicate with people yeah (laughs) do you understand uh how each other talk and Uh, then uh from there man as soon as you start playing um you immediately feel it whether or not you can play with this person just today or uh on a 6 month you know stint and we went through a lot of people and we this is the in film speed technically the first drummer was the first drummer that we moved out with and then we worked with a guy for about 3 years um ecuadorian dude by way of florida and new york i think and we never hit the road with that guy um um, English second language Hell of a drummer Hell of a guy So loyal and awesome Trustworthy um, But uh, hard Just hard to work with As like a full Functioning operating band mm-hmm. And I guess it's unfair To It's unfair to expect a, a whole slew of drummers to come in and be like You know, I'm just like the guy You moved from Michigan with you know we connect down this level we we can get along on the same ways and we like the same music it's a, it's a really really tall we have a order a thousand shows together right <laughs> built in even before we started working with the second drummer uh nick and i just didn't play together because mm-hmm. after we had done that much we i would rather not let's just not see each other yeah I don't,
3: even, <laughs> I don't even know the story of how you guys found
2: dr mo
1: i don't think i even know dr that. mo was craigslist yeah, just like most before. Crutches. What's
2: broken doesn't fix it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And we went through a bunch of drummers uh, leading up to that, too. In yeah. fact, Michael Cheatham was working at a studio in LA. Um, he did like a two song, three song recording for us yeah. just as a drummer. And yeah. we are like, well, can we work with this guy full time? Nope. All right, we got to find a drummer. <laughs> yeah. After the second drummer, we went through, I don't know, like 10, 12. Everyone was really good. But it was it was just me and Oliver talking to Oliver and then playing with Oliver, and I don't know. It, it's bands, right? Yeah. if There's a chemistry. There's a magical, mystical thing that happens when when like-minded spirits get in a room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and it's a three-way marriage, man. It's yeah, pain,
0: painfully so. Yeah, painfully so. painfully so. Jeez. Yeah. That's interesting. So. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. That's a lot. I mean, from both. Uh, perspectives i figure i mean being a drummer i imagine is tough finding a band because i figure you need like the other components yeah, different.
3: Uh, there's also a huge difference between finding a band and finding a gig right like, oh, okay. like any drummer can find a gig because everyone always needs a drummer for like one night mm-hmm. but if you're looking for a long-term band to be creative with and to like long-term sustain that's a whole other ball game and honestly like i don't even know what i was looking for when i was because i like i said i'd just broken up with my last band it's like a re- fucking relationship right Like yeah. you're, you break up with your girlfriend and i don't know if i was looking for a rebound or another actual <laughs> relationship you know
1: uh-huh. and
3: then i kind of fell into this one so <laughs> you're looking yeah. for
1: a sure lay yeah yeah
3: exactly i was just looking for at least that night you know? <laughs> wow but no yeah and Boy, are you rebounding <laughs> exactly yeah i've rebounded stronger than ever i guess
0: but uh yeah and here we are four years later so um, you know it's great yeah for um for all of you was there i guess any doubt to to wanting to do music i mean you guys both or all of you have been in bands have broken up and gone new bands and gone through you know this process uh a few times was there ever a, a part of you in the back of your head that was like fuck this let's uh you know, I don't think you're
2: a musician unless there is a part of you that doubts you want to do this for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You gotta kind of keep asking yourself that question or else what you know, you're just gonna waste your time. Yeah. But uh, I mean there's definitely a reason why I think all three of us have shitty ass day jobs. Yeah. Just plugging away in uh, uh, an endless career. <laughs> That's who, just who life. has the nicest car here? I guess technically me, <laughs> but it's not the nicest car. Yeah. It's probably only because Bert now has damage. on one side Yeah, yeah, of him. yeah. All of
1: our cars are shit. Yeah, none of us have. A, a... Well, actually, probably Craig because he just got a brand new battery. So that's probably Craig. Yeah, birthday. yeah, yeah. yeah bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday. Yeah, that's good. Um, no, I, I, that's a good point. No, I, it is that. Uh, I like I like your point on that. You wouldn't be a musician if you didn't think. Am I going to do this for the rest of my life?
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, I hear that. My, I have never, I don't feel like I've ever had any other choice. Because even though there are things that you could be good at, I had a lot of different jobs, all for the sake of just
4: doing music. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've been, I've been a, a, a paralegal. I've been a a, Sandwich maker. a, a restaurant manager. Then, yeah. uh, uh, but it's all it, none of that ever matters. None of that. It's all just the means to pay the rent to be and operate here and do this.
4: Hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean,
3: the, I think any any artist who's uh successful or good will say that if you're in it for the money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> so, so if you're in it to do like purely for a career, you're in the wrong line of work. Like, go do something else. So we're all doing it because we actually like music and we want to do music. So that's that's kind of just gonna take
2: good old time.
3: Yeah, yeah, time and patience, perseverance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What is um in that initial period of time of you guys all three of you coming together and being a band? What did that you know first album that you guys made together? What did that look like? And what was um you know was there almost a sense of this feels different than the other times that you guys had? bands was there like a different energy to it was there a different sense of you know like optimism and in the air in a way
3: well i'll say it definitely felt easier you know (laughs) uh it just like i said like it just kind of fell into it and like everything just felt really natural they were already craig and nick already had basically half an album recorded when i joined the band so then we just basically finished it and like it was already a work in progress and i just kind of jumped on to the end of it And then yeah it's like yeah it's just been casual the whole time
2: it definitely you could definitely tell because every drummer is different and they bring different everything yeah everything to it so like you could even hear in that first album that we did half of them with dr mo and half with oliver that's true you can it's almost like part a part b as far as the energy on each track like stood up against one another i guess uh I mean, yeah. <laughs> like if and, you and, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oliver brings definitely his own thing that just is more com- more compatible with us in the end. Yeah. There's a reason why it, like just ends up being so smooth and easy on the latest tracks we've been recording, and it, it, there's no headbutting or anything. Not that there was before, but it just like is so easy,
1: and it seems like we all are on the same page. Yeah, uh, I'll concur, and I will. I can elaborate by saying that. We technically had like crush, crush it. We're, we're, there. It is. Well, how is it? Oh, you like you, you snapped it though. It's like Ooh, snap. It's all zigzag. Whenever we drink uh, canned things, uh, the the goal is to crush with the foot and then get like the smallest amount of space ratio you can. Like if you can Ooh. do, you know, on the top of the the can. The, oh yeah, pretty good. Top and bottom of the can are you know it's a cylinder. So if you can crush it to a perfect circle. That's the game. Yeah. Whoever's got the small the flattest and straightest crush wins. Yeah, so she's, uh, that's that is nice. what she said. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, so we already had technically like a full album um, recorded. Mm-hmm. But then we brought in we brought in Oliver and I know, just immediately. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we brought in Oliver and said, uh, well this feels this feels great. This feels wonderful. Let's uh let's write a whole nother album's worth of material. And we did. Basically in we did, yeah. in like three months. Because very short. The other half of that record is like like years worth of songs that eventually turned into things with this drummer. Yeah. We get we get with him and then scabam like we have another full record that yeah. we can of material that we can put out. So we took just the best of 23 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, over 20. Best of 20-ish and yeah. then uh remixed it and put out the the last full length that well 27 <laughs> yeah, yeah, 3 years ago now yeah
0: 2017 is a full length that's cool when you talk about um, like having that album with the first drummer and then kind of switching I always think of um, like Blink 182 how they had Dude Ranch with that one drummer and then they had Travis Barker come in he did Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and that came like I don't know the transition between that is almost like a you know crazy sort of uh, difference on that too
3: yeah it's a whole different style of drumming and a whole, yeah, I guess just personal connection thing. So yeah. That it's, is probably a very good example of
1: why drummers matter. It's like a third right. of the project. Yeah, it is a third yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> it's literally
3: a third of everything.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, I can't there's no way to minimize anyone's role. You you change out Nick, yeah. That's it's a totally different band. Yeah. It's a totally different band.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> also when you guys talk about um you know, all three of you being you know singers in the band as well what does that songwriting process look like if you're all just contributing to the lyrics and you know is that more difficult lyrics or? Last. they don't matter
2: yeah lyrics are usually <laughs> last. Yeah. oh okay
0: really interesting
2: i'm well, just i'm just kidding it is oh. <laughs> all last.
3: they're usually well i mean they are sometimes written in the booth you know like uh sometimes sometimes they are just if you need a different word or a different rhyme or whatever. We'll just
2: throw it out randomly. Yeah. A lot of times it's fitting melodies for Craig. You yeah. wants to put this many syllables in there, so we sit there and run over lines <laughs> to the booth. Yeah, generally he'll Craig will come in with a
3: concept and we'll just help him fine tune it
2: more yeah. or less. Yeah. And then for writing out the song, lately it's been either Craig has an idea on his phone and we extrapolate that idea or we, we just went to the desert and wrote like 13 off the off the cuff and just wrote whole songs out of them but uh most of the time it's just a little little seed of a riff or an idea and then uh, we all just kind of agree that this is something we want to put effort into and we just hammer it out
4: mm.
2: we're very uh organized when it comes to that it's, it's nice it's nice to have a band that you can just sit down and we're like what's the first gonna be what's what's the chorus? Be? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. we got a bridge no fuck we don't need a bridge right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, bridge. we'll yeah, go to the, like, another yeah, one we'll, we'll do the, the bridge, bridge later intro, <laughs> first chorus, first chorus, like, yeah we definitely just lay it out and just kind of get to it uh, and then let let everything else breathe later.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. The filters, I mean, the funnel, the, fu- the creation funnel is usually the same. I have like a thousand voice memos and then, hey, guys, is this is this thing? Do we like this? Do we like this? Can we do this? And then it'll eventually turn into full fledged songs. And then depending on if we're working with producers or yeah. whoever gives us studio time or if we're putting together ourselves. Um, that will always change, always change the final product. Um, because, uh, we've had re-records of songs, Yeah, right? Yeah. The more eyes and ears you get
3: onto a song, the more it's going to evolve and change. So if it's just the three of us, it'll be one thing, but as soon as you bring it anywhere to, to anyone else, it'll change again you know so mm. you just got to be super flexible with it and, and be willing to adapt
2: you know? i also feel sometimes when we just like let things sit and then come back months later things change more too totally that's true, that's true.
1: yeah, yeah. So, totally. i mean there, there are some ideas that you're like ooh, i really really like that but that's not feeling right now yeah i, I really like it but now is not the time yeah. and so we might shelf it we might never come back to it uh we have a lot of those <laughs> we have a lot of those <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so it's always a little bit different. I mean, the, we have two, so we have a four-song thing that we're going to be putting out some t- at the top of the year, I guess. Yeah. Now we're looking at yeah, um, and yeah, and then after that, there's two songs in the pipeline that are ready to be released. After that, there's two songs that just need to be mixed and then mastered, and those are ready for release. And then we've got a whole batch of things that we're ready to go because there's always more jams. Yeah. <laughs> never, enough, never enough jams.
0: Right. Yeah. I think uh, a couple of things you talked about that I really, I don't know, I just want to dive into a little bit. The whole concept of, you know, being able to sit down in a room and just knock out, you know, songs and structures and everything like that. Is there ever a sense of like just not having that creative energy and that flow going on and still having to force it in a way? Or does it never really feel like that?
2: We just say yes to everything
0: okay yeah.
4: yeah and
2: i think if and when uh there's definitely times like when things feel sour within the band like as in we'll set up and we'll try to fucking mic a uh, live performance up and it'll go wrong for hours and then at some point i think we just have to call and yeah we're we're, we're mm. totally we're, we're all right we're just like going like guess what it's not working exactly. we're not gonna force this yeah, like, yeah at all like there's no reason to force it we're yeah we're not in a position that like we got people screaming at our necks they need this by this minute. Like, yeah. we need to, you know, sometimes... All, that's basically, true.
3: all of our most, like, 90% of our deadlines are self-imposed. So that means we can be flexible with all our deadlines, basically. So, <laughs> yeah. We just want... It, we, we focus on quality rather than making it, you know, by a certain time or whatever.
1: I, I will say we have spent the last, like, year and a half building this stockpile of, of releases, which yeah. gives us quite a bit of breathing room. That as, is breathing room, yeah. And, and we can kind of... Uh, Run our own ship, which is nice. Yeah, especially during
2: COVID. Like yeah. we stockpiled this right before COVID that happened, true. Yeah. and we got super blessed because there's other people out there that like can't even get into a studio right yeah, now. Man. Yeah, and luckily enough, we we did this unbeknownst to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. that this yeah. is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Oh, we we back. Yeah, so we still have soft. material. Yeah, yeah, we still have stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's awesome. What is the uh, bringing someone else into it? You know, as far as uh, you know studios and production teams and different things like that, how does uh, you know, that process go? And is it the same thing as you know initially when you guys were trying to find a drummer or trying to find a band or whatever, is it the same sort of mentality of having to have something that's almost undescribable and just needs to click in a way? Is that the same mentality going into finding you know, studio engineers and production people?
2: Uh, I don't think it's that easy because hmm. you can only work with who is available to you. Yeah, who's willing to work with you, Yeah, so like, I guess in a sense of like trying to find another drummer, it's the same thing. is that you put out a call and whoever responds back to it, that's your pool that you get to pull from. And uh, a lot of the times, not not to bash anyone that we've worked with, it's like, we just kind of take who we think is going to at least best fit us at that time. Whether or not they are the best fit or not, we don't know yet. So <laughs> yeah. sometimes you get in there and it's, it's great and things, magic happens. Sometimes it's just like, normal It's like yeah. it's never been a bad experience yeah i don't think like, we've ever had a negative there's definitely just like
1: all right well we did that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah like, i think working with any creatives is a total chemistry thing right right yeah. mm-hmm. and you may have like one of the best engineers you've ever worked with but uh you can't talk to the guy he has no personality you're like yeah. you know he just makes me a little uncomfortable love his work yeah love his work. Yeah. yeah you got really tune a guitar but we're I, don't, I think we're i think we're darlings in the studio yeah um, we're really easy we have to be the easiest
2: band to work with because we come in already polished already ready to record the song. rehearsed yeah we don't take 50 fucking takes we're yeah. usually done within 10 between rhythm yeah. tracks, like 10 and takes then, at most yeah like yeah
1: uh, and uh, modest <laughs> right. <We're fucking> awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, well, I mean, no, it's it's also true because, uh, you know, shout out to MAPS Studio in Fullerton. Yeah, they've been. Those, those Fullerton incredible. locals.
1: They've been, um,
3: they've been super nice to us in the sense that, I guess, like at the end of last year, they were trying to train some new engineers, hire some new uh, people to work in the studio. And then they used us basically as the guinea pig band to like train all these new guys. Hmm. So we uh, got to go in. And like whatever, it like we would just be like, okay, what song do we have lying around right now that we can just whip up into shape real fast and have a free well not free but cheaper discounted recording. We need a bridge. We need yeah, a bridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whip it into shape the night before basically. Yeah. And and go in and record it. Yeah, and,
2: we, we show yeah. up when they want us to, and then when they're teaching stuff, we just stand there and look at each other. Yeah. And then look at our phones, <laughs> look at each other. And, and then, then we we'll go do the take. Yeah, record some stuff. Yeah. Go, go to lunch. Yeah, go to lunch. Yeah, yeah. Get some pizza. Keep right
0: (laughs) for the I don't know the concept of having to like pay for studio time and everything what is uh, I don't know is it something where you have to be really like fine-tuned at that point I I know you guys said you were as a band but that might just be you know who you guys are as people is it something that you also just had to kind of think about like hey we need to have these songs constructed in a way where we don't have you know, right. twenty cases. Well, I, I think and...
1: that last story example is maybe a bad representation
0: yeah, because
1: maybe. there has been, um, like, in times where actually putting together the full length. Yeah. We we had a space for like three days, yeah. and then we were just highly efficient, did it ourselves. Um, we had someone just help them plug wires in, and then we were running the sessions ourselves, um, just because we spent a lot of time individually and as a group um in and around studios yeah uh yeah we all
3: kind of i think all three of us
1: kind of grew up doing our own like home recording shit so, totally yeah. totally i mean when we did we just did some vocals and yeah. guitars in, in my garage new garage yeah and as soon as i started to set up i looked at it and i said i'm so comfortable in this space yeah like, <laughs>
3: yeah and i was like yeah,
1: this feels like middle school man it's pretty great I'm, i can like, do that. i can do anything right yeah, yeah 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 it's pretty comfortable <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, to to actually have someone behind a, a giant board making those calls, and I'm, and we're just in the other room, just ready to go. Oh,
2: yeah. heavenly. Yeah, yeah heavenly. that's a luxury. When I don't have Craig
1: to go, like ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty nice. Okay, just do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, to be honest, you know, paying for studio time is one thing, but every studio and every staff is different. So sometimes you feel like you paid way too much sometimes mm. you feel like you feel like you should have paid triple right um, it's just really just working with different creatives it's always just a new yeah. a whole new world yeah
4: and
2: like getting in there world. and like having to knock out stuff literally is like how much money you have if you have unlimited money, you can stay in the studio all um, yeah, you can there. rent the whole studio. But we don't have, <laughs> we don't have any money, so we just come in really practice. So we don't have to spend any more time. Yeah, yeah. Know. That's also a practical <laughs> yeah. thing too, is
3: like if you don't have the money to pay for the time, you gotta just go in and make the most of what you can afford. So,
0: right. Yeah. Thanks.
2: We definitely do that. Yeah.
0: Has this uh period of time during like COVID and everything? I mean you said he started recording a little bit more in the home studio sort of situation. Has there been, you know, like a desire to just kinda record and put stuff out because maybe you don't want to go out to the studio or anything or maybe you were unable to go to the studio because of covid did it i don't know was it more you know a sense of adaptability to these situations that kind of made it different for the band
2: yeah
1: I, I think a thousand percent Yeah, i
2: think we just saw the forest for the trees as far as covid's knocking everything down we can't go do live shows we'd love to do more yes yeah. so we ended up doing a couple three days in the desert rented a place in the desert Mm. and then that's when we did that we just wrote 30 we ended up with 33 tracks or something like that yeah yeah in the end so just went out there for three days and knocked out 33 tracks uh and that's just going to be a good like smorgasbord for us to
0: choose from for the next year hopefully to write you know four or five out of that yeah that's a cool concept too to go out and uh I don't know what what was that whole experience like to be in you know the desert and have your own was it just you three and yeah, yeah just
2: us three i definitely think when you work in an environment over and over again you have a tendency to fall into uh just routine and uh have a comfortable like feel not that the desert wasn't comfortable but when you go to some new place and we were there to write music, it just was easy to be like, let's write some music. Yeah, mm-hmm. got I don't, nothing
4: else to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't have
2: to, I don't have to wind up cords over here or like clean up bottles off the ground or like, oh, we're in this and the neighbors are playing again. You know, like we're just <laughs> like playing, they're playing. playing right yeah, now. Right yeah, like, than, by the way, are you yeah. hearing our neighbors right now?
0: yeah a little bit definitely okay. <laughs> Sorry.
2: That's so Sorry. it just yeah it uh it, it it put down some walls i guess in, in
1: some
4: way sure
1: now, yeah it's, it's kind of like the same concept as renting studio time like we cut out yeah. days to get together and and have an organic creative <laughs> brain rain melt noodles at the wall type yeah. experience and it was great i, I want to do it every three to six months yeah, Which well, is was super fun. Well, it was rich. I just read one of those places. But yeah, I, I thought it was a super just healthy, uh, healthy creative outlet. And you, I can't do that in my apartment.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's no stars <laughs> in your apartment. Dude. No, I'm in yeah. a shoebox in Costa Mesa. It doesn't work the same. Yeah,
0: right. For the uh, place that you guys are in right now, that's uh, so you guys is like neighbors are also in a band and they're musicians too. That's <laughs> oh no, kind of we're, we're in
3: a we're in. Gemini Rehearsal Studios in Santa Ana right now. We rent oh, a okay. room there.
1: Dude, we're famous. Why are you talking? About? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're going to come find our room now. Yeah, yeah we're monthly here um, to have a creative space to always keep coming to. So we'll podcast here, practice here, live stream from here. Yeah,
3: we do everything here.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh,
3: but the eventual goal is I just got a new house in Anaheim that, Woo! that um, like Craig said, we've been doing some recording and stuff in my garage, so... The eventual goal is to turn that entire garage into, you know, film speed land, basically, and have a studio where we can do whatever we want. Basically, recreate what we have here in my garage and nice. not have to pay, you know, 600 bucks a month or whatever.
0: Right. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Does it, Uh, yeah. I don't know, having that space to create that music and record on your own, what is that? you know does that sound any different than what you create in the studios or is it the same thing it's just kind of or do you you know in a way maybe have more freedom Sound
1: quality
3: yeah sound quality (laughs)
1: yeah
0: that's the big difference
1: yeah totally i still think uh if we're gonna put out a legit recording we're still gonna go to a big studio a la maps yeah somewhere with a with a nice drum room and gear all the things that would cost uh you know (laughs) tens of thousands of dollars for us to put together you know renting renting a few hours uh is not a big deal but now thanks to all the gear and technology a lot of the other stuff we can do ourselves
4: yeah Mm.
1: like
3: yeah like craig said we were able to do guitars and vocals in my garage and not even set up in any way literally just in an empty garage we were able to do that right but um, if we want yeah like you said if we want like a big ass production full-length thing we'll probably get studio time just for yeah drums are super important and like you know certain things you just can't get
2: in a garage you know Mm. big reverbs or whatever. Yeah, and there's there's cool stuff at the studio too, where it's like, oh I can't wait to play on this guitar. Yeah, like yeah. Ni- nicer gear basically. Yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. I wanna run my stuff through this preamp yeah. or it like, sounds really nice in this board. Yeah. <laughs> a of, yeah, a lot of those people like maps, which we'll keep calling back to them. Mike Wilson, yeah. he has his like spaceship.
1: Mike dialed... was on this podcast. Shout
2: oh, out, yeah, Mike, yeah shout, shout out
4: Mike.
1: Mike. Yeah. yeah Mike. Mike. <laughs> <has his> spaceship
2: <laughs> dialed in. So like to go in there and like just have him like plug everything in, like i need you to, like all right go in there and be the drums and like yeah get go through. hit your go hit your rack tom for 10 minutes yeah <laughs> and then like the sound that comes out of that's going to sound way better than what we're able to capture in oliver's garage just just yeah. due to the the, the time genius, and effort yeah, yeah the genius that is mike wilson the maps yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: that's cool i was also curious about uh i guess other bands and just sort of uh Creating community oh, within it. Yeah, we hate all of them. Just Do you? Yeah. <laughs> it's lone wolves, huh?
3: We're the best. We're better than all of them. <laughs> right? okay. That is terrible. Did
1: I, uh, what, was what was the end of the question? They just pounced all over yeah. that <laughs> one <laughs>
3: Yeah, what were you actually
1: asking?
0: Uh, I mean, I mean, just sort of how you, uh, you know, create a community within the within the industry in a way, and how you, I don't know. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be like the Super friendly dude to go and befriend all the other bands, but I'm sure there's some We're sort of camaraderie uh, yeah. there. Okay.
2: I mean, we we book more shows than any other band that I've seen out there. Yeah. And we put together more shows than a fucking band I've seen out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's you are
2: still, still coming from <laughs> the yeah. Other I'll come, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, what I mean by it is just that we, we we've been amassing our own little group for like years and years and years now. Mm. So like I hope everyone's our friend because we do nothing but just try to be friendly with everyone. Yeah, dude, it's, I mean everyone
1: like, in that in that uh, map circle has been awesome to us yeah. and, and we've played shows with oh man, we're pretty much dude, all, all crap in a bucket. Yeah. If we're just
2: pulling each other down, we're not gonna get anywhere. No just, joke. So we just might as well be nice to everyone, let's help everyone out and try to get somewhere. Yeah. And otherwise the, we're just the, dying. the quote unquote scene such as it is,
3: isn't really a scene. It's basically just, just you know, everybody trying to make it in this wild, wild west music <laughs> industry and just being like, Yeah. If you help me, I'll help you, but it's also, you know, we, we like these people as people like creative, totally. creative types are all fun people. Like we like having them on our podcast and talking about where they're coming from and just getting everyone's perspective on shit, just as it all fuels your own thing. You
2: know, it, it's all a help if you let it be a help. Sure. Or even just talking to them in the parking lot outside.
1: outside yeah, of <laughs> exactly. We right. There
2: was so many bands just outside in the parking lot.
1: Yeah, just shooting the shit. That's yeah. a, It's a good way to you know connect with people. I, I do miss a lot of our friend bands because we haven't played. Yeah, God, we haven't seen so many shows this year. I know. We and miss that's, all. Of them. That's a lot. Where we get a lot of our socializing out. That's true. <laughs> Other we don't have any friends. <laughs> so, Speak know. for yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
3: We don't have any friends, so all our friends are basically in other bands. So we just try and you know hang out with them and play shows
1: with them and stuff. Sure. I think a couple of months back, uh, we met up with uh, or- Anton, Orange Blossom Special, yep. Shane, uh, Shea Bataki, and we all end up going to the Wayfarer. Yeah, yeah. The venue. The venue. And we were just <laughs> drinking in the back, like none we, of us are playing tonight. <laughs> yeah, we miss shows. We all miss shows. I didn't go. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, no. Well, all, you? I was Nick already, has friends. I was <laughs> already, <I was laughs> we don't have friends. We have band friends yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: the uh, the concept of playing live too I um I've interviewed a few bands and musicians that talk about how the process of playing live almost contributes to like the songwriting process in a way where they're able to work things out between the songs and see how the audience vibes with it and different energies and stuff like that has that you know obviously being this year you can't perform live <laughs> has that affected the songwriting process at all or
2: I don't really think so we're not uh like such like a comedian approach where like you're tested you, out. You, you're tested out and you hey, keep there, working on a it a lot of bands do that yeah we we just i don't know we, we end up writing band. songs and we like we love the energy of a song We're like we can't wait to play this live you know that's kind of how it ends yeah. up going a lot of our more ballad tracks or slower tracks like don't make our live set
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, okay
2: so like i i guess we just write songs so write them and then uh, we we manicure our live set to bring the energy because
1: we like you know playing live we want to just be
2: amped and people like, to be
1: up uh, when 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 we play it you can tell like this one this one's going in the set like this yeah. one's absolutely going in the set and I don't know I think uh, maybe forever ago when we were doing pop punk stuff we were writing it specifically for a live show right for those people mm. yeah. but now It's it's the song serving the song first, and I think luckily that we're a power trio. (laughs) Most of them turn out to be bangers live, (laughs) live bangers, (laughs) because it gets us excited. I mean, we're we're a live band. Mm. Um, We're not. We never get together and write a singer songwriter type song. So when we're putting things together, we're doing it in a band mentality. We want that to be like a a three man performance kind of deal Mm. we've actually had there's there's been producers that are trying to just serve loops in a song and you know um you know these these four to eight bars is is just the two four on the drums and oliver's like yeah but you know what about the parts (laughs) (laughs) and so we already kind of approach it um i guess by by default they're gonna turn out to be good live
3: yeah we uh i don't know what these two just said i just went pee i don't know if you were able to hear the door opening or whatever but yeah we i think all three of us definitely prefer playing live to anything else so even when we're recording songs in the studio we try and do as much of it live as possible whether it's just drums or drums and bass or even sometimes drums bass and guitar you know if we can do all of that in one go that's definitely ideal for us yeah we're kind of anti Sgt. pepper that way yeah 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 (laughs) Well, it, it, well, by doing that, it guarantees you're able to play it live because right? you did it live. You know? <laughs> so that that's kind of ideal for us. I think.
0: Right. I also wanted to dive into, I mean, we're kind of like 10 minutes left, give or take what I really, uh, think it's cool that, I mean, outside of the music, you guys, uh, started a podcast. What was the, you know, mentality going into that and how is that sort of, uh, you know affected your music or just kind of your guys' uh dynamic as a band yeah
1: so i think nick will be the first one to jump in on this one because every time we get together to practice to put things together to to do if we haven't seen each other and we're getting together there's going to be stories to tell venting catching up
4: (laughs) all of those things
1: we're we're, we're hopefully friends first and bandmates second so Mm. right
3: so the reason we uh know did the podcast initially was just because if we spend all of our band practices just talking to each other and never actually doing anything that's that's you know we're never gonna get anything done so we did the podcast basically as the other side of that to get all that you know basically group therapy out of the way and
1: and then actually focus on music when we're doing music stuff it's, it's been it's been extremely natural too because we're all pretty talkative oh yeah we all like talking <laughs> and so. <laughs> and it's basically just talking and drinking. We we'll, yeah. um That's all our podcast. Yeah, we'll mm. we'll pick something to experience. Yeah. <laughs> and then just catch up on the last week. What have, what have you done? How how does that uh how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Group therapy. Yeah.
0: Nice. And then the guests that you guys bring on, what is the you know, how's that as far as, you know, allowing people into the circle of the band?
1: Yeah. I think it's almost
3: they're all music friends basically for the most part for the most part i think the one exception is uh norm yeah yeah shawnee and and sean okay maybe two exceptions yeah Yeah.
1: so we'll have like inner friends already like um but then if we're if we're inviting someone that we really don't know very well yeah i think it's kind of up to the guest how far they want (laughs) to explain anything we have like Yeah, yeah
2: we've had buddies that we were music friends with we found like one was adopted one like takes care of his family members still like a yeah. brother or something like yeah we get real us, deep we get real deep of us i got hooked into scientology like there's some like cool shit that we end up just like pulling out of people just because we we kind of just like float consciousness talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we'll we'll ask someone like what because we don't know what some of these music guests, like, what they grew up on, what kind of music they grew up on. And then, like, it'll just run into tangents for as long as it'll, like, go. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the nice things because people, at that point, feel more comfortable while they're talking and, like, release more information. We're like, yeah,
4: oh, that's this, cool. This last,
2: yeah, this last guest we just had, like, a few
3: days ago, was we got into, like, relationships and heartbreak. Probably, I think, more than we ever have on the oh, podcast yeah. before. Just start talking about, yeah. That relationship, relationship stuff. stuff. You know, like we, you know, we we just like talking about whatever. We're super chatty, Kathy. So we're know?
1: excited to have you on.
4: And
0: yeah, you yeah. So have on yeah,
4: yeah. So you're gonna be on secrets. Yeah.
0: Deep dark secrets. That's rad. That's awesome. I like. um I, don't know, I think it's cool that you guys also use that as a platform to kind of not only grow as a band, but also kind of, you know, help other people sort of, uh, you know, become a little bit more vulnerable oh, I don't know and about open. That. I don't know if we're helping anyone, but in a way, it seems listen like it. I feel like it's yeah, like, uh, helpful to some people. People
2: that do listen, like they just they like feel like they're in the room with us talking. Right. Yeah. So like a lot of people, it's just like conversation, and it's someone who works eight hours a day in a warehouse yeah. putting boxes away, and like this is two hours or three hours of them just like yeah. listening to us talk, hearing about our week. Like someone's our family, you know, listening and all of their shit. Yeah. So it's it's like, basic. It's basically the appeal of any podcast, right? It's like mm.
4: you know,
3: getting to get an insight into someone's life. Yeah, you know, feel like you know
4: you can
2: connect. Maybe personable and showing off here you know like you meet someone at a show and maybe like we're running late and we're trying to get on the stage. And we don't get to talk to you as much. And we're like, oh, Nick isn't just a giant dickhead with the rest of his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, he is.
1: But I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like uh, girlfriends, parents, pets, um, food, sicknesses, foods, yeah, Yeah. um, all of it. And uh, I think you also asked, like, how does it, how has it, like, changed the band? I think, Mm. I think, I don't know, we we couldn't be closer friends. There's Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Now, I don't think there's anything we don't know uh yeah not pretty much we've we you know we've been on tour and slept in the same bed with each other so <laughs> right. don't
3: really, I, have, I don't think I've seen either of your dicks yet
1: oh, so. we're changing it right
3: now yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go
0: Eventually. there we go <laughs> yeah, no pants the on this podcast, like so on top.
3: <laughs> 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 but other than that, yeah, I think you know we're like I said, we're all super talkative people and we just like you know, we don't have anything to hide, So
0: rad. that's yeah. cool, awesome, rad well, uh, I guess how i don't i guess have any projects coming up anything that you know you guys want to plug and then sort of just uh you know how people can connect with you listen to your music the podcast all of that good stuff
1: absolutely <laughs> good. Uh, you can start by uh, if you want to google film speed as one word it'll find anything you want if you're on the facebook we're there the instagram we're there um spotify we're there pandora apple music we are all there we just had a single come out Last month, Wirewalker, and it's uh, one of a four-track vinyl we're going to be putting out around the top of the year. And we have a new single that's going to be dropping. We've, we're just trying to figure out in between the holidays. Yeah, yeah. First. So it, it is really dropping. First it is coming out <laughs> is it January 1st yep well, you heard it here first. have we okay, decided fine. okay there's a new fine. single called the, <laughs> the Nothing that's gonna go either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day yeah, depending on your local time yeah yeah right <laughs> depending on your time zone nice uh, the podcast is called Consistently Off and it's because that's what we that's are that's because we are yeah. we're consistently <laughs> off remember how speech.
2: we were supposed to talk last week and then we're supposed to
1: <laughs> talk at 7
2: o'clock yeah yeah <laughs> then, now it's like 8 yeah it's consistently <laughs> off the films <laughs> we hey it's all good <laughs>
0: Well, thank you guys. I mean, Craig, Nick, Oliver, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you guys for sitting down with me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Double Life. If you want to stay up to date on what's happening with Film Speed, you can follow them at Film Music and listen to their newest single, The Nothing. You can follow us at The Double Life Pod and stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe, tell your friends. We're also on Twitter and on YouTube. Have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Adios.